0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. I think a Friday we get to spend the next uh, 10 minutes with Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. A very warm welcome to you, Dr. Hammond. Good morning. You know, in the southern suburbs, Tatler this morning, the uh, that came up yesterday, um, the Rhodes Memorial vandal praised. Mm. Now, the latest casualty in the war against history is the Cecil Rhodes Monument, the Rhodes Memorial on the slopes of Devil's Peak, and some vandal uh, did an incredibly uh, damaging attack by using an angle grinder, it would seem, because uh, uh, decapitating the bust of Cecil Rhodes on the Rhodes Memorial on the slopes of Devil's Peak. And Rhodes Memorial offers an unrivaled panoramic view of the Cape Peninsula, often a site for wedding photographs and film shoots. For example, Mm -hmm. the Matthew film utilized Rhodes Memorial for the temple scenes. And I must say, I think there was the best temple scenes filmed in any of the films on Life of Christ. Extraordinary how they were able to adapt that uh, for this, but it's bad enough when people damage tourist attractions and, uh, and uh, civic centers and national monuments, but that a newspaper like Southern Subs Titler should apparently praise it in its title, Rhodes Memorial Vandal Praised, where it quotes somebody that we've never heard of before, saying that whoever's done this is an angel. Uh, and uh, just extraordinary because that's pretty irresponsible. Most people don't understand the importance of history, it appears, or historic monuments. And we've just learned in the news this morning that uh, the tourism department believes that we're going to lose 150 billion rand this year just from lack of tourism because tourism is down 75%. Well, I'm surprised it's not down even more than that with the lockdown regulations. Well, many people may say, well, who cares and so on, Just take, for example, President Nelson Mandela's comments on Cecil Rhodes. On the centenary of the death of Cecil Rhodes, who, by the way, did more for the Cape Peninsula than anybody else. He is the most influential person in the history of Cape Town. And uh, uh, just hear this, for example. 16th of April, 2002, at Rhodes University in Grahamstown, President Mandela said, We need to honor and respect those who've worked to build and develop our country, like Cecil John Rhodes. South Africa belongs to all who live in it. United in our diversity, we have to harness all the different strands of our history. As we reconstruct and develop our country, we have to ensure that we live together in ways of respect that make all South Africans confident that this country equally belongs to all of us who live in it. Now, that's what Nelson Mandela said about Cecil John Rhodes, and Mm -hmm. he said all of the education he received uh, in primary school and high school and university was thanks to Cecil Rhodes's education, trust, and legacy. Now, in damaging this historic monument erected by the citizens of Cape Town, this was not erected by any um, a government or municipal agency. It was the private citizens of Cape Town who privately, with individual donations, vandalized the building of this magnificent Rhodes Memorial, which has been the site for a lot of wedding shoots and a lot of Events and many of us have used it and brought tourists up there, and many people have courted and proposed up there with a panoramic view. And on Easter Sunday, we will have services regularly with the Salvation Army band playing up from the grave heroes as we look out to sunrise service on Easter Sunday, seeing the sunrise over the Hottentots on And in damaging this monument, which which was built with great sacrifice by the people of Cape Town, they are demonstrating the ignorance of what. This historic figure actually stood for, and what Nelson Mandela advocated in respecting those who built the country and developed it for the culture of all. Now, I was brought up in Bulawayo amongst the Mudabili, and Cecil John Rhodes was greatly respected by the Mudabili, whose culture he respected. And the princes of, of Mudabili, the sons of King Lubangula, chose to devote themselves to Rhodes's service so much that they honor him, When Cecil John Rhodes died, not only did all of Cape Town line the roads to see his uh, remains put on the railway and sent up to Madabilia, but the Madabilia honored Cecil Rhodes with a traditional king's burial, a Madabilia king's burial in the Metopas, where for over 80 years they posted guards to protect his gravesite on World's View. And when in in 2012 some Marxists wanted to exhume the remains of roads. the local chief, Masuku, forbade it. Mm. And Godfrey Mahaki, one of Zimbabwe's foremost archaeologists, strongly opposed the desecration of an historic monument and tourist attraction. So it seems the Zimbabweans have greater sense on this matter than some people in Cape Town, and certainly the editors of the Tatler uh, should consider this. It's unlikely that all the hysterical... Employers of historic monuments in America and around the world right now are aware of any of this, that they are merely pawns in a cheap political move, maybe the furthest thing from their minds. But damaging historic monuments and tourist attractions are not only meaningless gestures that will do nothing to improve life or education or provide jobs or attract tourism for anyone. That's a terrible waste of time and energy. Such energy should be further dedicate to furthering education, real education, improving job prospects, encouraging investments in the country and tourism. Do the average listeners know that unlike most politicians, Cecil Rhodes never took a salary when he was prime minister of the Cape from 1892 to 1896? In fact, rather than have the state build him a house, as some have done, Cecil Rhodes built Khrutuskir, now Kandardendal, with his own funds, and he donated it to the Cape as a residence for future prime ministers. And Rhodes brought up and ensured the protection of all the land on the slopes of Cape Mountain, which he donated to the country to become Newlands Forest, Kirstenbosch National Botanical Gardens, and the upper campus of University of Cape Town, or they would have been easily uh, developed. And you can just imagine how if there hadn't been somebody who had the foresight to buy it up, and he donated it to, to the people. So has anybody done more for the city of Cape Town than Cecil Rhodes? And you don't have to like him to recognize his significance. He provided for the establishment of the famous Rhodes Scholarships, which he envisaged to render wars impossible and to promote the best interests of humanity. In fact, if his vision had been adhered to, the catastrophic First and Second World Wars would have been avoided. It was Rhodes's vision to unite Britain, Germany, and America, in particular, and the Dutch people, through education and student exchange programs for the betterment of humanity and to ensure world peace. And so he supported teaching Dutch as well as English in the public schools of the Cape Colony, the first to do so. He donated money for this cause, as promised. The Cape, he removed the legal discriminations that English speakers had imposed on the Dutch-speaking Afrikaners. Mm. He was a friend and supporter of Jan Hofmeyr, the leader of the Afrikaner Bond, and he opposed British aggression when Rhodes uh, was made a strong stand against the British annexation of the Transvaal, which led to the First Anglo-Boer War in 1877. He supported the Boer cause in the First War of Independence. He opposed the British invasion of Zuland in uh, 1879, the anglo zulu War. He advocated greater self-government for the Cape, for Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. He opposed interference from London in our local affairs. So in this respect, those people who call Rhodes an imperialist are actually wrong, because he opposed centralized control, he advocated local autonomy, he advocated decentralization, he advocated self-government throughout the British Empire, and while Rhodes was obviously devoted to Queen Victoria, to the monarch, he scornfully disdained the politicians in Whitehall and didn't want them to interfere in anything in the Cape or Rhodesia or anywhere else. And he greatly respected the Germans, he admired the Kaiser, he provided for German students to be included in the Rhodes' scholarship, which sadly was violated by his trustees later, which is a great pity, because he wanted a partnership between the greatest powers in the world, the United Kingdom, the United States, and Germany, to ensure world peace. In 2004, Cecil Rhodes was voted the 56th in the SABC series, Great South mm. And some of his quotations that seem to have been forgotten are, equal rights for all civilized men. I could never explain. of his colour, said Cecil Rhodes. So, those hooligans have attacked and campaigned against monuments of the man who donated the land, provided the money for the University of Cape Town, who's provided funds, education, the million and not only demonstrating costs cost and gratitude, while ignoring and ongoing interest in the matter, that it is like criminal dictators like MacArthur, and Mullencourt, and Zimbabwe, or state millions of lands from the public treasury. He hasn't He didn't close down jobs like is being done right now by the lockdown. No, he provided tourist attractions like Kirstenbosch, Newlands Forest, and Rhodes Memorial, was not even built with his request or his funds or his legacy at all. Nothing came to that from De Beers or anything. That came from private citizens of Cape Town who wanted to honor someone who'd done more for the people of the Cape than any other politician in history. And I believe the only meaningful demonstration against Cecil Rhodes would be for those who are offended by him to refuse to study on the campus that he provided for or to benefit from any of the education trusts that he set up. And those who live in Cape Town would do themselves a favor by visiting the humble Rhodes College in Musenburg, where Cecil Rhodes died. He lived a humbler life in a corrugated iron prefab or in a tent most of his life and donated all of his vast wealth to education for our country and for the world, and we can learn a lot from a man who only lived 49 years. That's why there's 49 steps ahead tomorrow. His last words were so little done, so much to do. And so, this has nothing to do with roads, really. Whether we like roads or not, we all benefit from his legacy. And if mobs can damage or destroy one historic monument, then no monument is safe. This isn't about roads. This is about a battle for history. It's a war for civilization. Respect for the rule of law and education itself. So the Bible says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We should learn from history, not try to destroy it. Mm -hmm. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.